0: Matt's back, MERS on migraine men's, it's about pretty standard, so it is Ditch Diggers episode 13, season 8.
1: Jesus, really? Yeah. Ditch Diggers appear and ain't no he's here with some not-so-nice advice for so your writing career to be clear. do punch will be pulled but the punch maybe spike how they like before they get on the mic to my left we got the mighty mer lafferty and if i piss her off believe me she'll come after me and her co-host Matt evan wallace on the right yes she may be half as hype as she could take him in a fight so settle in folks buckle in and boot up time to meddle in a way to make right writer shut up it's hard work but the perk is that it's fun and exciting facebook will still be there when you're done writing.
0: And we're coming to you live from the um, sensory deprivation chamber in the Ditch Diggers' Manor. It is uh, Murr and Matt, the Ditch Diggers, back again, riding again, on the trail again. See, this is what the migraine meds do. I just, like, kind <laughs> of no, spin off. I'm Darth you Vader. Had good, you just... had a good riff going. It was mm-hmm. a good
1: tune. I wanted, I wanted to hear what other things we were doing again. Like, you you had me. I was there. I was I like, oh, We're riding again? Oh, we're streaming again? What else are we doing? Yeah. What other adventures are we continuing that we, that we left off? I mean, we never stop writing, Mark. Right? We no. can't stop writing. It's the only reason anyone gives us money. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's in fact, if less. I could
1: write less, we could stream more. That's really the problem. I need to figure out a way to write less and stream more. Yeah. That's my goal.
0: That would be good. Yeah. It
1: would be good. Streaming's
0: um, technically easier. I'd say it does have more problems unless you want to take every single little problem I have with my stream and then condense it. And then that's the edits to my book. I suppose it evens out. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so it has been a while since we've been together, Matt. What you been up to?
1: Uh, I've been trying to, you know, I needed, we were going to start again in July, our birthday month, which would have been nice. I'm sorry we didn't get to do a birthday stream. Yeah, that was sad. Matt and I
0: both had. July,
1: yeah. We had just, we had too much stuff, man. I had two huge book deadlines on top of, you know, full-time, full-time video game writing job. Actually, I'm sorry. I had three book deadlines. I I had two. I had my adult fantasy series, my Savage books. I'm trying to wrap those up. I had my new middle grade novel, and then I had this really annoying freelance project I had taken on at the end of last year when my wife got from work that I took completely against my will that it just dragged on forever, and I was finally trying to wrap that up. So all these deadlines converged within our birthday month, and I just mm-hmm. it left no room in my transom for streaming, so I yeah. couldn't do it. it but two of those wrapped up, Mur, two of the big book deadlines wrapped up, Excellent. and then I only have one left. That just won't die but
0: mm. I'm trying.
1: Or just, but we, all we can do is try. Oh, you know?
0: That is true. That is true. Well, I missed you. If you guys don't know, Matt and I share a birthday, July 25th. And yes. uh, we are separated by nine years. And uh, welcome to your 40s. I'll hang out with you for a little bit longer.
1: <laughs> no, it is. I am in my 40s now. I was not in my 40s the last time we streamed. And now I am. You remain in your 40s. You were in your 40s the last time we streamed.
0: Yes, I still was. Are. Still am. Hey, waffles here. Hello. Happy birthday, you're working. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Um,
1: yep.
0: It's adulting. I know this is a huge tangent, but waffle. have you played Cult of the Lamb? Because I'm, I'm playing it and I'm thinking of you. I'm really expecting you to... Cult of the Lamb is, a you're a lamb that's about to be sacrificed to a god. And oh my then, god, I
1: totally, I had not heard of that in my head, I totally called that though.
0: Yeah, you're a lamb that's about to be sacrificed to a god, but a chained, imprisoned god saves you and makes you, says you need to raise a cult in honor of me, and gives you powers and a sword. That is
1: so wild. When and you then, said that in my head, I was like, I bet it's about an actual lamb. Because Stray just came out, and we we're all over the Stray.
0: I know, so I know. Like... I think Cult of the Lamb and Stray are going to be, like, fighting for the cutest, weirdest game of 2022. Yeah. Because... And then in, my,
1: then in my head, I was jo- as a joke, I was like, it would be funny if it was like a sacrificial lamb. And then oh. you literally said it was. So oh, was yeah. Like, There's, yeah. They're
0: sacrificing. They're, you can sacrifice your own followers. You can eat your own followers. <laughs> you can raise your own followers from the dead. And I'm still trying to figure out if it's a bug where someone came up to me and said, you know what? I really miss this person. Is there anything you can do? Hint, hint. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I have the power to resurrect. Cool. The thing was, they were still alive. So I really wasn't <laughs> sure what I was supposed to do since it it costs, you know, stuff, resources to do rituals. So I decided right. I would sacrifice them and then resurrect them. But it Even took the resources were... it took to sacrifice them. Then I needed more resources to, re- to resurrect, and by then I the timer ran out. So so um, they weren't yeah. dead,
1: they, but you killed them so you could bring them back.
0: Yeah. Just to make somebody in my cult happy, and then it, when it turned out, I was down one person, and the person who asked me to do it was mad. So lose. So there's lose.
1: no. The game is there's no. So why even bother? Yeah. I also just like the idea that there was there's all this side stuff going on in the game that has nothing to do. you. Like that character, those characters obviously had their own drama going on Mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with anything. And they were just kind of like pulling you in tangentially to it. I like that a lot. I mean, we need more of that in games. We need more like ancillary drama that has nothing to do with you.
0: Oh, yeah. Actually, it's it's interesting because in this game, see, if you go to this from Animal Crossing, you might get in trouble. Because in Animal Crossing, you see two people chatting. You can go up to them and then you can hear their cute little chat. If you see right. two people chatting in Cult of the Lamb and you go up and you interrupt them, they get pissed, which is fair.
1: I think it's more realistic.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's more realistic. So, it's uh, the problem with
1: RPGs. Everybody's way too welcoming of you, the stranger, into their business, you know? Yeah. And, and so I was like, perfectly oh, hey. willing you. to
0: tell you exactly what you need to hear right then, not like.
1: And, and right ready to here. trust you to help them. That's the thing. It's like, oh, stranger, we have this problem. You can yeah. solve it for us, surely. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> but I guess if you're a cult leader, it makes more sense, though. True. Because everybody would look to you to solve
0: problems. Yes, they That's do. That's why they're in the they cult. They really do. They, yeah. they, and they ask you all the worst things. They they really do. I won't Which get it. Which makes the good. question,
1: Mer, would you rather be a leader or a follower in a cult?
0: You make more money as a leader and have more fun as a follower.
1: Exactly. Right there, you go. Office quotes, everybody. Office quotes.
0: Woo. Okay, I'm very sorry for that big tangent, but Cult of the Lamb was a big part of my weekend. Um.
1: No, I man. Hey, hey, we all coping mechanisms have always been a big part of the show because they're a big part or should be of one's professional freelancing life because this is very stressful. We need to find ways to de stress and uh, and cope.
0: Yes, yes. Shauna went there. Shauna said it, I'm most disturbed by the cultists wanting me to make them eat poo. Yes, there is there is there there is a dish you can make out of feces and you can either feed it to somebody because they want you to or you can do a prank. Someone's like, hey, let's pull a prank on this person. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that cult leader. <laughs> Tee hee, what a prank. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I don't even know what the point of that is. Thing is, but uh, perhaps to tell you that if you eat this, you will get sick, which I already knew. Yeah, because I'm older. Tomorrow than there—that's
1: the reason. That's the reason for the for the fecal content in that game. They're trying to teach you something.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: I'm just sitting here like, man, don't prove Tipper Gore right about shit.
0: Yes, exactly. Tipper yeah. Gore came after
1: music, not video games, but you know what I mean. It's like that's every every bad like stereotype of people who like video games are corrupting the youth of america like mm-hmm. you're just giving them ammo for no reason yeah i don't feel like we need the shit eating i'll just say it you know
0: i, just... <laughs> I don't think so either i'm with you man <sighs> so that's a big tangent i blame the migraine meds um so yeah i've i've been not I finished a sort of project last week where I wrote a pitch to send to my agent. Um, but it was one of those things awesome. where I was I was noodling on it for months. The actual writing yeah. didn't take much time at all, but I didn't know what to write for a long time. So it was one of those, if you saw me, you'd think, why'd you wait so long to write those seven pages that you did in two hours? But uh, you got to actually get the stuff in your head before you write it, which is the hard part. Um, so Matt, I, you you came up with our topic title, which was something clever with the walking and the stuff. What was it? Do you remember the walking thing? Walking between the worlds.
1: I'm sorry, my Wi-Fi cut out again, and I had to reconnect. Ah, the um. I never have any issues with this. I swear to God. Like, I never, i I've, like, I can't remember the last time I had, I had spotty connection issues like this. And it has to be when we're streaming.
0: Yep. Yep. We've ruined Shards' <sighs> breakfast. I'm sorry, Shards. Anyway, you came up with our title for the stream, which is Walking Between the Worlds or something like, a uh, Flame Walking Between the
1: Worlds, parentheses of, of freelancing. Yes. And then you added And Other Poetic Shit to the title. So it was a true collaboration, the title of this episode. It was. And I think it was because as we were talking about it, I was looking out my office window here. And there's a tree in our front yard. uh, Not on our front, like on the other side of the sidewalk on the little patch of grass between the sidewalk and the street. And it's currently dead. And there were crows in the tree foraging. And I remarked to Murr, there are crows foraging in in a dead tree. And she thought that was very poetic, even mm-hmm. though I was literally just describing what I was seeing.
0: <laughs> but that's poetry, man, isn't it? Isn't that but poetry? I, I don't it know. It did that- occur to me
1: there's, like, there, I'm sure there's a metaphor there or an analogy or some type of thing. Possibly a simile. We don't know.
0: Yeah. Simile and metaphor? Or is that too much to ask?
1: Uh, it's, it feels too much to ask of me right now. Okay. But,
0: yeah. Um. Anyway... We we where where did you want to go with that? Well, no, we were I was just gonna talking do a clever about... segue, but it's I'm I'm unable yeah, to.
1: Where do you want to go with that? As as, as clever as our segues get, Mer. Sounds and, good. And, oh, we
0: we have better segues than that. We're just we're just off. We're just do off we practice, though? and
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. We're out of practice. Once we've had some practice, we'll be fine. <laughs> um, no, this it's just our style, man. You gotta you gotta own it. You gotta lean into it. Now here's uh, the deal. So I don't I don't wanna make a movable feast out of the whole uh, uh, DOJ trials going on with Penguin Random House, because I know you've talked about it. We talked about it with Alistair yeah. last week. Everybody's talking about it. I but it's kind of hard to ignore it. I don't think any if you're in publishing, I think it's kind of impossible to ignore it right now. I know it is for me. Like that week when those trials started, that was going on at the same time where uh, HBO Max was also imploding. Oh yeah. And like you know, i not. I try. I like. I I work in po. I work in publishing, and I'm a working author with books out right now. I have worked in television and film before, and I'm trying to get back into it. So, for someone doing both those things, that week was like particularly tough to experience. Yeah. Especially while trying to finish a book, like it was really like I had so many conversations with with other authors that week of like, "What if we just quit? Like, is any of this even worth it? Yeah. It was like that bad." But at the same time, you know, like, because you know, I work forty hours a week writing video games. Mm -hmm. That is another thing I do. That's like, that's another thing I do, and I'm very privileged to do it. And it's just so interesting because I have these compartmentalized aspects of my of my life, my creative and professional life, where writing is what I do for all of them. Like my job in video games is to write. That's all I do. It has to be because obviously, if you know me, you know. Technologically, I'm like a complete Luddite. So what can I contribute to a video game other than words? So I write for that. I write novels. I write scripts. And all these things are so compartmentalized from each other. It's like in video games, we don't give a flying fig what's happening in movies or TV or in publishing. Because, like, we're fine. Which is nice. It's a nice thing to have in my life. It's kind of steady. It's stable. Like, during the pandemic, it was the one thing that actually did better than everything else, you know? Yeah. Like here I am trying to write middle grade books during a pandemic when no middle grade books are being sold because all the schools are closed, yeah. and then I'm over here in video games where it's like, no, we'll give you more money because like we're selling so many freaking video games, and that's really where the walking between worlds thing come from. You exist in these separate realities, you know, when you freelance and you do multiple things, and they're kind of related to each other, but not really. You know, it's a very it's a very weird kind of kind of reality to exist in. Yeah. So that's what I—that's really what I wanted to talk about. Because like, while all this stuff seems to be on fire over here, there's also this thing over here, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's just like, it, but it becomes frustrating. It's nice to have that. The stability is nice. It's nice to be able to go to a place where it's like, I feel like I'm settled here. Not that the video game industry doesn't have all its own oh, sure. things going on. Oh yeah. It, but just like that, week, i really even said that during that week, I was like, that week in particular, at least that wasn't melting down too. Because I don't think I could have taken it if everything was on fire at the same time right
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: and then while that's going on we were talking and you were also talking about podcasting and streaming as opposed to the other things you do and you had you you're having some 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 issues and some questions on your mind there
0: yes questions on my mind there um i as i just i've been doing this for over 17 years. I just celebrated the 17th anniversary of I Should Be Writing, but
1: um, And I mean, come on. Congratulations oh, on that. Can we just you. take a moment, please? That's no that's little thing.
0: No, no, it's not. I'm, I'm very proud of, of what I've accomplished there, and um, I was podcasting before that, but that's, that's the one that's stuck around. Yeah. Um, but I've kind of just been doing the same thing. Well, that's not true. I feel that podcasting has grown beyond where it was, and I have not grown with it. And right. I was uh, very honored to be invited to um, speak at She Podcast Live this fall. But I'll tell you, I feel awkward putting this on my stream and in my podcast, but I'm kind of scared because... I feel very left behind and don't know what to say that's relevant right now. Um, to podcasting specifically, yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. right.
0: I mean, <laughs> people don't come to me for podcasting advice anymore. But when they did, I'm just like, my advice is get in a time machine and go back to 2005. <laughs> that's how but you would
1: succeed. Would you want? Would you want to? I mean, because that's how. That's that's the only way you know how to succeed. Because that's yes. what you did. That's yes, what that's I mean. what you yeah. did. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't tell people how to succeed
0: good, but... now. There's there's a right. lot more going on. I'm i d- I'm just still baffled at the fact that people think step one to podcasting is like go get someone to give you a lot of money. That's step one. Yeah. And, just, and step two you know, is build a huge team.
1: <laughs> what and a studio fuck? and have pinball machines and it's yeah. Yes. You have to you have machines. to understand yeah, well you have to have pinball machines also, otherwise it's not a cool office environment. But that's a whole other topic. Um it's just, it's difficult. I think it's difficult for some people to understand. And like, this is not like a, a brag or a hipster thing, or an old people yelling at clouds thing. But like, we started podcasting when no one knew what the hell a podcast was. Yep. You know, we really were, we just, and again, it's not a, it's not a humble brag. It's not a like, this is our thing. We own it. We're pioneers, but... That's just the way it worked out. We no, got we are
0: pioneers. This, we don't, we are uh, pioneers. it's not a humble brag. We are pioneers. We are pioneers,
1: but just we saying. just happen. we happened to get into this thing, this new thing called podcasting, right when it really was new and in its infancy. And through Murr, like I, you know, on my own, I certainly have, it, but through and Mur, Mur in particular, has stuck with it the whole time. And it's been very interesting and amazing and frustrating and sometimes infuriating kind of watch how podcasting has evolved through the years especially when you were someone who was doing it when no one gave a crap about it yeah when we we did it when comedians all made fun of it and then a few years later every comedian had a podcast like that yeah that's the kind of shit i'm talking about yeah and it's very frustrating and one of the frustrating things about it is and i think her this is something that gets to you is you had a very successful career in podcasting, and I want to anchor everything I'm about to say with that, but I, I do feel like you feel you haven't grown as big as you should have watching, well, at the same time watching other people who just got into it five minutes ago just exploding and getting yeah. millions of listeners and doing all that. Yep. That's a very frustrating thing, and not a fair thing, I might add. I think it's entirely unfair, but that's the way it's, it's worked out, and it's just one of those things where we're kind of the Tesla and not the Edison of podcasting. And that that is frustrating on a lot of that's, levels.
0: That's 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 sexier than the Hydrox. I was thinking we were the Hydrox, not the Oreo.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's a good one too. It's yeah. folksier than than mine, but you know they're both. The point being, you know, we're not we're not the people who who popularized it and made all the money and got to be like the face of the thing. Like we we kind of laid we laid the groundwork, and then other people came in later, and then way later. And then, literally, like last week, and sort of built a condo on top of it, and did very well. Yeah. And when, and the thing is, and this this goes back to a central point we always talked about. You know, we always talk about how you can't measure your success by the success of others, and it's not good to focus on that. And this this does kind of fall into that a little bit, you know. Like if you look at everybody who's who's super huge at podcasting and the people who are doing the best with it, obviously you're going to feel inferior by comparison because you're not that. It's very hard to be that. Yeah. It's, it's become a mainstream thing, like movies or television or novels. And you can't compare yourself, especially to the upper 1%. But there's an added layer of frustration when, again, you've been doing it for 17 years since the dawn of the medium itself, and you don't really get the properties you deserve. So that that was going on in my mind when you were talking about this. The other thing that, that was going on in my mind when you were talking about this is I, I feel part of the reason – this is my opinion, and this is also sort of me counseling you as a friend – Someone who has known you for two decades.
0: Oh, my
1: um, God. It's <laughs> true, dude. Uh, oh, okay, go ahead. I've, I've known you since your adult child was like this. You know, yes. it's crazy. Uh, it's bananas. I don't want to say crazy. Um, but, yeah, so the other thing that occurred to me earlier you saying that is you're talking about how you feel disconnected from podcasting. You don't have advice to give people. I honestly think part of that is because you've been undergoing your own evolution Uh, For the last couple of years now, you've been getting into the streaming side of things. You've been exploring all these new territories and you're kind of you're kind of your own hybrid now. You know, you're not you're not the same traditional podcaster you were just a couple of years ago. I would put forth. And I think that's part of it. I think you're kind of doing you found your own sort of niche, this thing called the merverse, which is all these things. It's streaming. It's your podcast. It's your books. It's all the other projects you do. And it's not, I don't think you can kind of judge yourself by someone who just has a podcast and that's all they do, I guess is what I'm saying. You True. know, you're ta- you're going to be talking to these people whose primary focus is I do this podcast. That's my, that's what I create. That's my job. That's my day. That's who I am. Whereas podcasting has really just become one facet of this thing called the merverse that you've created. And it's one facet of what you do. And I think when you view it through that lens, It really becomes less about, oh, I'm just disconnected and I'm old and I've been doing this a long time and I don't know what the young podcasting kids are doing anymore. I don't think it's about that. I really just think it's about you continue to under. And it's one of the reasons you're still around and still doing these shows and you haven't faded like so many people have is you keep evolving yourself and your content and your medium and the way you deliver it sort of with where you're at in your life and your career and the times. And like that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. So I'm saying it's it's almost. I'm saying it's a good thing you're just you feel disconnected from podcasting that's what I'm saying
0: I I, I think I get you very yeah I hope there. so I hope
1: I'm making some kind of sense but yeah. I just yeah I think it's a byproduct of my voice is cracked like I'm going through puberty I think it's more a byproduct of you evolving than it is becoming irrelevant or anything like that is what I'm saying because I think that's the thing I think you I think you start to feel kind of irrelevant I think you start to feel like the industry has passed you by. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the case, personally. I think you just fit the industry into the thing you're doing instead of trying to fit yourself into the industry. Which is right and just, as the Catholics yes, would say. Yes,
0: yes. I have been happier since starting streaming. I definitely have. Um, here's the deal. Thank you for that, by the way. But no. uh, the deal is, is that I'm going to be speaking about this. People who speak are considered to be experts. The people that you want you consider experts are ones you consider successful. And um, I am very grateful for every single person who watches my stream. But I got to say that I have exponentially more podcast listeners than I do stream audience people. And advocating, look at how awesome I am that I've evolved from thousands of listeners to tens of audio of live stream watchers (laughs) first of all
1: it's more than that you're almost at a thousand uh, subscribers on this year
0: a thousand followers but i don't it's it's not the same it's the the active audience that people care about and again i love y'all i just i'm just saying that that Usually when you speak on something and you say, here's what I did. Here's how I evolved. You go from here to here. And I've kind of gone from here to like over here. Just slightly up and over. And I don't know how to speak on that like a an expert that people should listen to. <laughs> you know?
1: I Dude, I hear, I I 100% hear what you're saying. And in your position, I probably feel the same way. But I'm not in your position, which I feel allows me to bring this fresh perspective (laughs) to
0: you. (laughs) So I will show my expertise and tell you.
1: (laughs) No, it's not, but it's not about, it's not about expertise, man. It's just about, it's about about experience more than anything. And I would look at it that way. Like, the fact that you are still here, I feel qualifies you to speak on this topic. How many people doing this right now do you think will still be doing this 17 years from now where people will still give a crap about what they're saying and their shows and everything? And so what you've achieved already is an amazing accomplishment worthy of investigation and worthy of listening. If someone has been doing something successfully for 17 years, and you have, you've retained an audience over 17 years Okay, and so many changes in mediums and culture and just everything, the world. The world is not the same world it was when you started doing this, you know, it's not at all. No, and you're definitely. still here doing that. That to me merits a certain level of, invest- of investigation and respect. I would want to listen to that person. It's like, they've been doing a podcast for 17 years and people are still listening to it. I want to know how they did that. You know, I think that's it. And the evolution I'm talking about is part of that. I'm not. And, and the thing is, I'm not saying you've evolved beyond podcasting. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, You haven't stayed stagnant. You're incorporating this new stuff into your game. It doesn't matter where you are in that process, whether you're at the beginning or whether you've exploded and you have all these followers and subs. You're doing the thing. You didn't have to do the thing. You don't have to be streaming right now. You can still just be doing the podcast the way you've always done it and just go on with that and write your books and just do the same thing. But you're not. And I find that also worthy of investigation. And that's also something I'd like to hear speak on. It's like, oh, wow, they – They were a podcast at the beginning and now they're doing streaming. And like, how did the, how did the crossover there happen? Like you have, you have stuff to say, man, you have good stuff to say. You have a good perspective. You have a worthy perspective and you're just, you got to stop judging it by the, and I say this and I do the same thing with everything I do too. So I will, I totally will caveat it by saying, you got to stop doing everything by the number, focusing on the numbers and the metrics. Like that's not what this is about. It's not like you have to have a certain number of of followers and subscribers for people to give a shit about what you say or to have something to say. You have an immense amount of say. You have so many experience. I know because I was there for a lot of you have so many experiences that are worth sharing that you've gone through, you know, like even if it's just talking about bad beats and how to recover from them. Like we have so many stories about that. Like, yeah, that's what you should be focused on with this. Like not, I'm not successful enough that people should, should listen to me. Like that has nothing to do with it. It's not true. Like you have a very valuable perspective to share with people. So, in terms of the present and the past. Like not everybody has that. Right. You know, it's not like, hey, we're wheeling in this old lady who was there at the dawn of the podcasting age so she can tell you about the beginning. <laughs> Seriously though, like I think I do think you get in your head and you start kind of thinking in that context of, a, oh, I'm just this relic. Like what do I have to tell you? I am the now? only
0: person who still says that podcasting is not an audio file, it's a method of distribution. <laughs> I will fucking die on this hill.
1: And that alone is worth spreading as a message but That's to the what children. makes me feel
0: like a relic. Because everyone else is like, oh, podcasting, that's audio on the internet. No, it's not.
1: No, it's not. But that's thats the problem is they're wrong and you're right. And that's sometimes... Yeah. That is true. Like, it's its cliche to be the old person yelling at the clouds again. But sometimes the old person yelling at the clouds is right about the clouds. But yeah, man, i that's... I, I don't know. Like, that's... I don't know what else to say other than that. I feel like I've left it all in the field. If you're not convinced now, I don't know how to convince you. But... I I understand everything that's going on because again I go through all these same feelings and and thoughts too with you know like I had like two whole writing careers before the writing career I have now nobody even remembers any of that shit you know like the books I did ten years ago yeah or whatever they're all they don't, people still treat me like my first book just came out last week
0: you know, like yeah yeah somebody was treating me like six weeks was my first book and I was just yeah like, exactly is it exactly. worth it no I guess not.
1: It's not. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not. But it's like that shit gets in your head, but it shouldn't like all of that knowledge and all of those experiences, they're all still valid. And they and, and coming from that place informs the place we're at now. And it doesn't it doesn't make you a failure. It just gives you more ammunition. You know, like you just we measure things in terms of sales numbers and years and age. You know, that was another yeah. thing. You reconcile coming up on 40. It's like, what have I accomplished by the time I'm 40? Who gives a shit what you've accomplished by the time you're 40? Like, the point yeah. is, I'm still here and I'm still doing it. I'm not going to stop doing it. You know, yeah. it's like the big part of these book deadlines I just ranted about 15 minutes ago or whatever was all this stuff I'm finishing right now. It's the last contracted stuff I have book wise. When I finish this stuff, I will have no active publishing contracts for the first time since 2015. I will not have a book. Under contract.
0: How's that feel? And that,
1: it bummed me out at first, man. And like, like I started panicking. It's like, oh my God, I'm coming up on 40 years old and I'm not going to have any books under contract and I'm a fucking failure at everything I do. And that's just so ridiculous, man. It's completely ridiculous. Like, first of all, though, 40 thing, as we talked about, is a completely arbitrary construct. It means yeah. nothing. Second of all, I'm not, it's not like I'm done writing. I'm still in the process of, I'm still doing the exact same thing I was doing a year or two years ago. I'm coming up with new stuff, I'll keep doing new stuff. I'm going to have two books coming out for major publishers next year. Like everything is still in process. Mm-hmm. It's just it's still in process. I'm still in process. The only way you fail is if you stop and I'm not stopping. So as long as I'm not stopping, like it's all good, man. Yeah. I I I went from looking at that whole no contracts thing as like an ending to seriously looking at it as like all right, man. This is an opportunity for me to look at the next phase of my career and go, what do I want to achieve with it? What do I want to accomplish? And how could I build on the things I've already done? Yeah, And that's how I'm looking at it now. You know, it's, it's like, dude, we haven't done our best work yet. I feel like, like it's all still coming. So I don't know. I think you have a lot of things to say at the She Podcast, whatever it is. I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. That's how out of touch I am with that.
0: It's, it's, it's a, she Podcast is a podcasting uh, group for for women and uh, non-binary Makes folk, sense. and uh, She Podcast Live is their podcasting event that they put on. So,
1: well, I um, think uh, you you not only belong there, you belong in the upper echelons, telling people what's what because you've earned that you've earned that credibility, and you have that credibility. And I hope you will take into account some of the things I have said.
0: No, I appreciate it. I I was not intending this episode to be a let's pump up Mer because she's sad now, but. Um, not, no,
1: I I think I think a lot of people can take a lot away from what we've been talking about here. I think it's very relevant to everyone, especially when you do what we do, especially when you walk between the worlds, Mer. You know. Yes.
0: And more poetic
1: shit. And more poetic shit. But no, and I mean, dude, it's like, but that's kind of the thing you're, you're to kind of bring it back to the central topic, right? Of what we're, what we're talking about here. You've got all that going on. And when you just compartmentalize that, you just look at that you've got kind of this like crisis of self going on when you, when you think about giving this talk at this podcast, despite your whole podcast, career. at the same time. You got a new novel coming out in October from oh, a major yeah. publisher. It's getting great, you know, great advanced buzz. Of The fucking cover's amazing. Like, it's really, you got all that going on at the same time that all this is going on. And yet you don't relate one thing to the other. You know, it's like you only focus on the fact of, like, I feel out of date in the podcasting space. I don't feel relevant. What's more relevant than uh, still being... A uh, hot shit author with, you know, books coming out from major publishers Oh, being
0: being an author with books coming out I'm very excited about that And I'm not feeling no. irrelevant or anything I'm just more thinking about Specifically podcasting And what I have to say about it um, right. I want to go to chat real quick um, Howard says I have so many big thoughts about podcasting We started writing excuses in 2008 And yeah, I feel kind of dinosaur-ish Indeed, Howard, indeed
1: um there was know, a small why, talk like... go on oh, sorry go ahead no go ahead no i was just gonna say it's trippy because like howard is the reason we started doing this mm-hmm. so like howard's podcast begot a, a second generation of our podcast and now it's like we're into you know new generations that we have contributed or inspired so it's right. like it's this is continuing chain but we're all still here it's not like we passed the torch we're all still doing our thing yeah you know yeah
0: yeah, I never I never really liked the whole mentor trope in fiction because I'm like why why is the old person done? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> why they why they just sacrifice themselves or you know, why are they satisfied with being
1: why they relegated themselves to being the teacher when they still have yeah. as much to offer as the student, if not more?
0: Yeah, yeah. and and oh, well, again,
1: like many things, Mur Roadhouse shows us the way because they have the mentor. The movie Roadhouse, the, no, the 1999 classic film. It's my my personal opinion that all philosophy is woven into Roadhouse, all relevant philosophy, and that's this again. It's part of it. They have the mentor mentee relationship, but in that in that movie in that story. The mentor, the Sam Elliott character, he's still in the game. In fact, in the beginning, when uh, the guy goes to hire Dalton, the best damn cooler in the business, Patrick Swayze, Patrick Swayze says, no, if you want the best, you get this guy who taught me. He's, he's, he's the best. Mm-hmm. The guy hires him like, well, he's getting old. Patrick Swayze is like, yeah, he's old, but he's still the best. I love that line. So you never hear that. Yeah. In that mentor story, it's never like, yeah, he's old, but he's still the best. It's always just, ah, yeah, he's old. He's irrelevant. Yeah. So... Again, Roadhouse gives us the model for how things should be. Mer.
0: wow, I'm
1: still Wade, Wade Garrett, by the way, but he's still the best damn cool in the business, even though he's old. <laughs> uh, Roadhouse,
0: yes, yes. Uh, Roth says I would watch someone be humble and share their experience, including ups and downs, and where they're trying new things and bragging about luckily stumbling onto success. Uh, yes, experience. I'm no at, and then-
1: yeah, that is, and that's what we're talking about, too. Someone who did one podcast that blew up and has millions of subscribers and is hugely, success, who's, is hugely successful, I will say here and now, I firmly believe nine times out of ten, 99.9% of the time, they have nothing to teach anyone about how <sighs> to do anything. I firmly believe that. There are people who are self-starters and built it and blah, 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 but, but most of the people who explode like that, who get into like that phenomenon territory— they have no idea how or why that happened. And nor, and nor should they at that point, because I do think you reach a level where it goes beyond any kind of marketing or publicity and just becomes this phenomenon type of thing. But yeah, I would rather hear someone who's been in the business 17 years consistently and has a mid-range following than someone who has done one thing and last year and it blew up into this whole thing. I don't really think you have anything to learn from them. That, yeah.
0: That's true. That's true. Um... Roadhouse. howard says i'm the proto mammal you're the actual mammals but howard isn't actually done to be clear yes and hello john Wiz. welcome thank you for the compliment on my amazing side eye uh preemie wants to call you matt three careers wallace uh kids are not sure about
1: the ring to that but it's a good sentiment
0: (laughs) kids are asleep says cuban saying the devil knows more from being old than from being the devil
1: that needs another draft, but I like I like the where it's going. I like the direction. <laughs> Tell
0: the Cubans that they're saying it needs another draft. <laughs> the hell! i
1: what, it's it, what I'm it, just it, it
0: is. Wisdom, but I think you can tighten it.
1: You know what? When we when we when we are we become unwilling to take notes. That's when we become irrelevant.
0: Valerie does point out she's translating
1: <laughs> no I'm sure yeah in in, in the original um, Spanish, I'm sure it sounds much different.
0: Yes like like what was it the comment from the good place is lies are like tigers. they're bad. It's, <laughs> it's better in the original Mandarin
1: <laughs> exactly yeah, no that's so to- that's totally true. Like with most things, English just fucks stuff up. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a ridiculous language. I don't know why anybody speaks it or uses it, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah.
1: It's because well, we make them. That's the that's really the reason. Because colonization. That's, that's the reason.
0: Awesome. I prefer the original Klingon. Yes. Hossarian. Um. So, yeah. And that's... Just, that's uh,
1: what? I just want to backtrack trickly. Backtrack trickly. I want to backtrack quickly... To Howard, and that was my original point, was like, I'm not saying Howard is the old man who passed the torch. My point was, he inspired us to do our thing, but we're Mm -hmm. all still doing our thing together as we move forward.
0: Howard, what do you think? Howard is Wade
1: Garrett from Roadhouse.
0: Howard, you are a Roadhouse uh, archetype. I do want to see you come up with all, like, write out on a whole archetype thing using Roadhouse.
1: Me? Yeah. Or Howard. i wasn't sure you were speaking. Oh, I can... Listen, I can write treaties centered around Roadhouse all day. Mm-hmm. I've done it before, I'll do it again. So, don't threaten me with a good time, Mark. <laughs>
0: Is that what I did?
1: If I can write about Roadhouse as a vocation for a living, I'd be perfectly happy doing that.
0: Yeah. Um... So I guess what we take from this is value your own experience. That's what yeah. I'm getting, kids. Um, and also,
1: free freelancing is a very uh, it's 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 many paths being walked at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and- yes. If
0: if if two of your paths are on fire, then then walk the path that is not on fire.
1: And also draw, draw strength from that path. That be would be something I want to leave because I think the the way we compartmentalize things and one of the things I wanted to get at, and I guess maybe we really didn't, but I can, I'll I'll hit it here at the end. One of the things I really wanted to get at was the way we compartmentalize those different paths can be detrimental. I think sometimes, like you know, it's not the thing is they're not different paths. That's really what I want to get to. it it feels like different paths It, it does but it's really all the same path it's you're walking this thing called freelancing you're walking this thing called writing for a living and all of those things you do however diverse they may be in different industries and different things they're all the same thing at the end of the day and you can draw strength from that you know when you're questioning yourself on the podcasting side of the things you need to remember but I've also, I also do all these things, and my podcasting feeds into these things that I do. Mm-hmm. I have these things because of this thing that I do. That's very true, you know? I have my video game career because of all the things I wrote before that. Yeah. You know? Like, that. my, my fiction got me that job because I, I had no experience writing video games. All yeah. they had to look at was what I had written fiction-wise. So when things are going really well over here and the publishing side of things feels really <laughs> shitty... I have to remember that without that, I wouldn't have this, and they feed into each other. You know, my video game job allows me uh, to do this other thing and pursue my other stories and projects uh, as I can because it gives me the financial stability and the security and the, and the grounding, and the confidence to do that. You know, all these paths are really one path that we walk, and you need to you need to draw strength from from the paths that are working when some of the paths aren't going as well as you might want them to, otherwise. That's really what I wanted to get at with this.
0: Okay. You're very wise beyond your years, Matt.
1: I'm wise beyond 40?
0: Yep. Well, you're wiser than me in this aspect, and so you're wise beyond, at least beyond my age.
1: (laughs) I don't know if that's true at all, Homer. I think I'm just having an on day and you're having an off day. Next week it'll be the other way around. You'll have to pump me up. Yes. But I'm like... You'll be like, "Well, Matt, what about all that stuff you were just saying about the one path?" And I'm like, "Oh, fuck that! Everything's garbage. I want yeah. to quit." Yeah, because I'll have those days too. And it's you know, mood has a lot to do with all of the things we're talking about. Today.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. If you if you don't listen to my other podcast, I should be writing. I do have a recent episode talking about how emotions are not reality. Something I yeah. have to remind myself frequently. Uh, and
1: you know, where people. Tend, some people tend to forget that we are at, at our core artists, you know, we're we're also, we're monetizing our art and using it to make our way in the world, but it all comes from an emotional place. Like yeah. without that emotional place, we literally can't do what we do. So keeping that in check is not as easy as people who don't do this think it should be sometimes like, you know, yeah, you're like, you're telling somebody, you're basically telling someone just turn on the tap just enough to get the really good stuff out, but not so much that you know it's a hard thing to regulate, man. There's no there's no valve on yep. any of this crap. Where it's all just stuff you make up day to day. So get get cut yourself some slack, folks. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but we do need to wrap things up, Murr, because we're coming up on the hour, and I gotta go write some video games. I gotta go walk that path.
0: I know you gotta so. go walk the path. I gotta have a meeting about. Um i got i got exciting stuff coming up for book promotion so
1: there you go man see yeah. that's 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 another path that you're on
0: and actually part of it on. will be uh streaming related so watch this space because i will be announcing um when i can uh john Wiz says you are wise beyond my years yes excellent um howard says in completely unrelated news i just got xsplit running on the new pc now i just need to come up with some content and i will be a streaming god just
1: no? <laughs> i love that just need to come up with some content never yeah. will be good yeah but... howard
0: then you have a problem with that that you know that's i've always said you're a very uncreative person it's
1: nah.
0: howard taylor the non-creative man Yes, good to Sorry. see you. Thank you for dropping by, Howard. I hope you're, you make a habit of it. And when you start streaming, let me know. Um,
1: Absolutely. And, I would watch uh, Howard Taylor stream all day.
0: Oh, totally. And Matt, uh, tell us where to find you online and all of your wisdom.
1: In all of my wisdom, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> Just that sentence alone should yeah. qualify me immediately for being considered wise. No, but I am most frequently on the Twitters at MattFNWallace. Uh, you can check out my website, matt-wallace.com, to find out about all of my various books and projects. I, I do a lot of stuff. I have merch, merch for sale. Merch. I have my own Void Merch store, the good folks at Void Merch. Do a whole line of merchandise, T-shirts, mugs, all kinds of stuff with original designs based on my fiction. That just launched a little while ago, so if you like my... My books, you like my Sin Jour* novellas from back in the day, all of four years ago. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of great products. You go check that out. Uh, my, again, go to my website, matt-walls Wallace.com, for all my books, all my merch. Check all that stuff out. And uh, yeah, go get uh, The Supervillain's Guide to Being a Fat Kid. That's my oh, latest, so my latest middle grade novel. Thanks so much.
0: Su- such a good book, y'all. Um, and
1: uh, if you haven't read the Savage uh, Rebellion series, that is the book that I'm wrapping up right now. The final book in the series. In the trilogy, so that's going to come out next year sometime. Gives you plenty of time to go get the first two books, Savage Legion and Savage Bounty, get caught up. So please go do that.
0: Yep. And I put all my stuff in the chat, but if you're listening to this later, Mervers.com is where to find all of my stuff. Uh, On Twitter, when I peek my head in, before I run away like a frightened bunny, um, I'm (laughs) Mighty Mer. And uh, on Twitch, where we stream this every Monday... At noon Eastern Time. I am at twitch.tv slash mighty So, um... And Preemie says, Please read the second Savage Legion book so I have someone to yell with. And, Aww. uh... Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Time with I Should Be Writing. I have some things to rant about with some things I heard this weekend. Um, right I, I at better. least... I at least got to feel good about my writing advice because I know it's good because I listened to some really, really terrible writing advice, (laughs) which was mind-boggling. It was so bad, but... uh, Wherever on the internet
1: did you find bad writing advice?
0: (laughs) Indeed. So, uh, anyway, that's me and that's Matt, and um, we'll see you next time.
1: Keep digging those ditches, folks. Yeah. Diggers. This podcast was
0: produced under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No-Derivatives License. Music provided by Devo Spice. DevoSpice.com. Ditch Diggers! This is a free podcast brought to you by the kindness of our patrons. If you would like to also be kind and a patron, go to patreon.com slash